Welcome to another episode of Heroes and a podcast where we talk about heroes and movies, comic books, trailers, TV shows. Basically, if it is part of geek culture, we are going to talk about it. My name is Andy. And I'm Cody. And today on Heroes and, we are talking about Heroes and Ant-Man, Marvel's newest phase two movie. Yes, yes. It doesn't get any bigger than this, Andy. Nope, this is, well, okay, it's just a standard podcast. You're right. Yes. Normal size podcast. Normal size podcast. We're not making it ant size. No. Not no. making it short. Just a normal standard. Just a American normal standard <laughs> podcast. Roughly 45 minute podcast. <laughs> yes. But it is a special episode because we are joined by our friends Mark and Jedediah Blood. They're big fans of Ant Man. And so we thought, what better way to talk about Ant Man than to have them in on the conversation? Go ahead and say hi, guys. Hey. hey. Yes. How's it going? Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for being able to be part of the podcast and we know you guys pretty well and so um, since our listeners may not know who you are it's only fair that uh, they have an opportunity to get to know you so I thought we will ask you guys just a, a series of different questions and, and that I, way I think I think these questions will give us a very clear picture of who they are yeah you know? a, an understanding of who they are and their personalities yeah. and whatnot so, for sure yeah so for the first question uh, Mark I'll, I'll ask you first Mark what is your favorite cereal yeah, I think uh, Golden Grams would be like a go-to for me. Mm-hmm. The, I like those, but I've kind of switched gears, trying to eat a little healthier. Maybe I'm just getting old, but <laughs> Raisin Brand, <laughs> Raisin Brand is like making a strong comeback. So I, <laughs> I know raisins shouldn't be involved in anyone's favorite anything, but no. yeah. All right, Raisin Brand. All right, I'm not gonna say anything more besides. Cool. Good for you, man. <laughs> it's not cool. Raisin Bran's it's great. not cool at all. Raisin Bran's great. Uh, Jedediah, how about you, man? What's your favorite cereal? Organic Valley Marshmallow... Something. Something. Yeah, Marshmallow something. Yeah, with that, that cereal. Now, it's, it's, it's full it's of sugar. Full of sugar. And delicious. Still healthy, though, because it's organic. <laughs> yes. So that's awesome. Getting all the right. best of both worlds. Everything's better when it's organic. Yes. Good for you. You found the perfect combination of <laughs> perfect healthy mesh. and sugary. All right, uh, how about the next question? Favorite theme park ride? So, Mark, how about you, man? Yeah, I got to go back to my roots in the Midwest, Cedar mm-hmm. Point. And um, Millennium Force was the first coaster over 300 feet. It's a steel yeah. coaster and uh, smooth, just a really cool coaster. Yeah. Nice, nice. Along, all that kind of thing. All right, Jedediah, how about you, man? I like Spider-Man because it's Marvel and it's a, th- it's a thrill ride because it's not necessarily a roller coaster, but... It's also um, it's a simulator ride, mm-hmm. and I like that Stanley pops in and out. Yes, and he's a, got a cameo in everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so cool, and that and that's of course at Universal Islands of Adventure. Yeah, in Orlando. Yes. All right. Uh, the last question we have for you is, and I think it's a I think it's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's fitting for Heroes and, uh, but your favorite super villain from Marvel comic or not just Marvel comics, but comic books, TV shows, anything like that. Uh, Jedediah, you want to go ahead and go first? Probably Reverse Giant Man from one of the first lineups of Baron Zemo's Masters of Evil. Yep. Just, he he knew it, bro. There yeah. was no, <laughs> no, no, no time to think. No, he knew his he favorite. He was ready to go. Yeah, that, I like that. This guy's ready. Uh, and Mark, how about you, man? What's your favorite super His villain? father's a little less decisive. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. I, I think for me, 
when I think of supervillains, one that comes to mind quickly is Doctor Doom. Like he's just a bad dude, and he's one of those heroes that, like, you don't ever really love him. You just love to hate him. Yeah, like, he's a bad dude. Yeah, and he's so. one of those. He's one of those supervillains that he's not just fighting against the Fantastic Four all the time in the comics. Like, if you've been reading Secret Wars, he's a the, villain yeah. that is just a, a bad guy to just everyone. And bad so dude. Yes. So that's that's exciting. And like you said, Mark. I mean. Um, it's just, he should, I wouldn't want to mess with him, but yeah, good stuff. All right. So that's a little bit about Mark and Jedediah and just, I want to set the record straight. Jedediah, um, he's on the podcast talking about Ant-Man, but he is not, he's not jumping on like a bandwagon or anything. He, he's a diehard. He's been in the colony the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. He is a diehard (laughs) Ant-Man fan. Is that correct? Jedediah? Yeah, when I was four or five, I started liking him. I was looking, I think I was looking through um, an advent, Avengers character encyclopedia when I slipped, flipped to Ant-Man, and it said he was a founding Avenger. Yeah. And it had a picture of the first comic book, and mm-hmm. I was like, is that Iron Man? Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I started thinking he was pretty cool because he could like control ants and shrink down yeah and so from that day on i I really liked him like i started collecting the the very few merchandise they had at the time and stuff yeah so so jedi you're again you're a diehard fan this isn't just him seeing the movie not didn't see the movie and was like oh ant-man's awesome ant-man's my favorite now he's been trendsetter yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) head of the game yep head of the game all right so it's only fair like cody said you know we have these guys on this, this episode and so let's just go right into it. Let's just start talking about the movie. Um, and since, you know, you guys are the guests, so we'll ask you guys a question and, and you guys can give your response first. Um, but let's just talk about what you guys, what did you guys think of the movie? What, uh, first, first thoughts, what did you like about the movie? What, 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 you know, first impressions. Um, I really liked that Hank Pym wasn't just like a background character. He wasn't just the old mentor. He was also doing stuff in the movie. Okay. Like so you, I, I like that they had like flashbacks where he was actually interacting with Shield, and um, he was like from the start he was really in it. Yeah. And just gotta say, it's probably the best movie I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life, and will for the next seven years. <laughs> seven years, all right. Seven years. So you're not gonna impress. That takes him. you like through wave three, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that takes us through. <laughs> phase sorry, three is sorry, Angel Don't War. even bother. <laughs> sorry, Don't even Infinity bother. War. Yeah, Unless no. they make a sequel. <laughs> sure. Or a prequel. Okay. Yeah. So, I I enjoyed it. You know, I. I don't tend to go usually to movies with a hypercritical attitude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, especially one like this where I'm, I'm just excited to see it. And so I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I okay. really did. I thought it was a good, good flick. Any, uh, any particular things come out, uh, come to you, like your, your favorite, like maybe your high favorite. High points. Yeah, your favorite highlights. scene, maybe, or sure. something like that. Yeah. What do you think, bud? My favorite scene was probably him beating up Falcon because it was the first time in the movie that we saw him, like, really, like, see how he would go against villains and stuff. Like, yeah. see how how powerful and strong he really is. Mm-hmm. And I liked it when he climbed into his backpack and totally hot-wired it <laughs> and he <laughs> was, ran into the wall. It was pretty. It was a pretty incredible scene, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's cool that you see him go toe-to-toe with an Avenger. <laughs> yeah. But and come out on top. Yeah. Because he's still, he's still a little bit of a goofball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's kind of still midway through his training a little bit and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So, I thought it really, it validates him. Mm-hmm. You know, that scene validates him. as okay, this guy actually has something. Yeah. You know, and he yeah. has a little he something can, special. He can hold his own and, yeah. you know, go toe-to-toe with the rest of the guys and whatnot. Yeah, because it kind of, 
it was a good um, definer of some of the advantages of that ability, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, any, was that your favorite? One of your favorite scenes, uh, Mark? That comes to mind. Yeah, I think it was. It was one of those where, um, unfortunately, they leaked a little bit of that yeah, before would, they let the movie uh, out. I, so I think that was maybe a mistake because so it would have had that much more punch value. Yeah. To yeah. see, you know, to him show him up show all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that was definitely I would I would think one of the, my favorite parts. I really liked that. Um, it, there was enough of we're not taking ourselves too seriously because mm-hmm. there is some comedy built into this you know this character and, and that sort of thing yeah so I thought I thought that was good because it was funny throughout yeah and uh, I really liked too Jedediah mentioned it a little bit but I liked that like the floods were, were more Hank Pym than mm-hmm. Scott Lang mm-hmm. fans you yeah. know so <laughs> when I found out it was going to be Scott Lang we were both kind of like oh Really? Yeah. But yeah. I, I was. Why not go I, with the original? Yeah. I still, I still had hope because I was sure. like, "There's probably going to be some flashback scenes and say that he was Ant Man. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. isn't just some guy who invented the suit and tried to find a different guy to be it because he was Ant Man." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought they did good, good job. You still came out of the movie really liking Hank Pym, mm-hmm. but if you if you were like me and you weren't as excited about Scott Lang, you did you were excited about him by the end. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So. I saw an interview with Michael Douglas who plays. Uh, Hank Pym, and he said he first time he read the script, he read up to when Hank Pym gets shot, and he was like, "Well, that sucks. I'm dead. Like I'm gonna." He's like, "I'm gonna be dead at the end of this movie." Uh, yeah. Like he was kind of hoping to be involved in the rest of you know, like the the future of the MCU, and he was actually really excited when that wasn't the case. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, he didn't want to be the stereotypical like mentor die. His keychains are tanked. He's smart enough to do that, right? Uh, Cody, how about you, man? What was one of your? Did you like it? What you know? If you did, what was your highlight of it? What were your thoughts? I think my favorite part was the the fight inside of the briefcase. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. I think just I thought it was so funny seeing like particularly when they jump on the uh, the Siri, Siri yeah. the home yeah. button on the yeah. iPhone <laughs> and the song starts like it was just funny. It was, it was cool seeing them like seeing the lasers. Like I kept I love how it kept like and even I guess like just <laughs> with with all of the fights with Yellow Jacket, you see they're like kind of zoomed in and everything's like really epic and you see they're like fighting in the briefcase and everything's tumbling around and it's like crazy and then they zoom out and it's just like this briefcase falling through the sky like yeah. no like nothing's right. really no, not really a big deal yeah like so that that was really cool I, those fight scenes those fight scenes were really cool i thought that they added a lot to the movie i think for me i, I one thing or one particular scene that really just impressed me was again in jedediah you said it already but it was that initial fight scene with with falcon and i thought uh, it was a maybe the first time you Correct me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but the first time in, in a little while that you saw heroes fighting against each other, the last time I I can remember it was probably the first Avengers. Yeah, with you know when they're Thor, in the, the uh, woods. Yeah, in the Thor, forest. Captain America, and Iron Man, and I so, have a plan. Attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was it was really cool to see that and um, and it, yeah, it was just a fun fight and the comedy was there, but the yeah. action was there, and so I, that's for me that was the one thing that really impressed yeah. me. I thought there were so many good little moments too, like when he first encounters the ants underground. Yeah. He totally freaks out. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, I'm thinking I would totally do the same thing. You'd be like, oh, this is. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he gets and, really big and he's like, that was really, that was a lot scarier <laughs> yes. two seconds ago. Yeah. yeah. So, so lot, there, I thought there were a lot of moments like that, though, that like, 
you know, broke it up. It was made it very endearing, funny, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. I liked that they had a balanced thing of like comedy and action because there wasn't so much action and um and like they weren't so serious that it was like cheesy. Mm-hmm. But because they put comedy in it, so I th- I think it felt more real than some of the other cheesy superhero movies. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think there was a good balance between that humor and the action scene. And um, one thing that I was curious, I'm curious to ask you, you Mark in particular about this because. Um, I don't know if if I was able to relate to Scott, but you, Mark, as a dad, were you able to relate to to Scott as a character? I think, I think with this movie, they were really, they did a great job, I think, with casting. But I think they were banking on their actors and actresses to really maybe carry this film all the way through. So. I was I was thinking the whole time I was watching the movie. I knew you guys were going to be on the episode, so I thought I'm going to ask I'm going to ask Mark if he somehow if he related to Scott or if the way they portrayed Scott if that made uh, if they if you enjoyed him more as a character because being a father and sure. all that stuff. What are your thoughts, man? Yeah, I mean I, there were definitely some scenes where your heart goes out to him and you feel that tension because like when he shows up at the birthday party and like you got to love the little. Zombie rabbit thing. That was another one of those little awesome moments. But um, and so there's this tension, right, mm-hmm. when he's in the house, and there's the tension with uh, the stepdad and just all that kind of thing. And then I think the thing that really hit me was when he's sitting. Uh, I think he's sitting in the van, and he's got a piece of cardboard or something that and he's, he's working adding the math up on, the figures, right? yeah. yeah. And it's something like a year's worth of days mm-hmm. that it's going to take him before he can actually really begin to have access to see his daughter. Yeah. And that's where you're like, okay, he just broke. Mm-hmm. Right, that that's the moment that broke him, mm-hmm. and absolutely, that's that's something that you could that I can, and I would think any any family yeah. guy, you know, a dad or whatever, can relate to to say, man, that would stink. Yeah, that'd be the worst. So, yeah, I, I think to a degree, I don't know if I thought about it that way, mm-hmm. you know, but I think you asking that question, looking back on it, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was I was just concerned. A lot one of the things I was reading online about the movie was how you were able to relate to a character, and mm-hmm. I just thought, yeah, I don't, you know. Yeah, the characters were, they had a backstory and they had history and they're, I thought they were pretty well developed and so, which made it easy to relate to one of them, I think, mm-hmm. and to one way or another. So, yeah. All right, so moving forward, uh, what about your thoughts, what are your thoughts on the scenes where Ant-Man is ant-sized? Because it's kind of a big dynamic in this movie and it's not something we'd seen done before and mm-hmm. they make for just some really cool scenes. That's part of my favorite one of my favorite parts about it so what were your thoughts on ant-man ant-sized yeah what do you think um i thought i really liked them because it was action and you really and it really made you like at the tip of your seat like this guy's awesome Uh and i really admired how they did the animation i thought it was really good animation that they did during the shrink size scenes yeah i thought i know what's funny i i as i watched the film I, I saw it twice. Um, when I watched the film, I thought those scenes didn't look like I knew. Obviously, it's not like they had real size, like big size ants. You know what I'm saying? But it, <laughs> it, but it didn't look. They grew super, them for the movie. <laughs> yeah, how they pumped them with steroids. <laughs> uh, it's not. I, I, I knew that they were obviously CGI and whatnot, but I didn't think that they looked cheesy, or I didn't think it. It, it looked really good in those particular yeah. scenes when he was you know ant size and whatnot they should yeah, make funny. an animated series <laughs> <laughs> you look back on when cgi was first kicking off and really being used for like full-on characters right mm-hmm. and 
you could you could tell, right? Like the face wasn't quite right, or the expression yeah. didn't work, and, and and that sort of thing. Even though it was still amazing at the time, but I think that gap, that that hiccup, or you know what I mean, mm-hmm. with it, that when you're like, oh yeah, that's CGI. That gap is getting so small now because they're getting so good at it. Yeah, so for sure. I felt like it was pretty seamless mm-hmm. throughout the film. There there were points maybe where. Um, you, you maybe caught it, but I don't. I don't feel like there were any ever any points where it was distracting. You're like, oh, they really, no, almost guys. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was I, so I fluid it was back so and forth, from big yeah. to small. And, yeah, yeah. Particularly that first one in the when he shrinks in the bathtub and you see like the dust and everything in the air. Like yeah. I really wish I would have seen the movie in IMAX because I thought I think that would have yeah. just added another layer to the yeah. to the intensity yeah. of it. Yeah, that would have been really cool. I thought. The one thing I really enjoyed, and that's one of the things I was looking forward to the most, was those moments where we were ant-sized. Because I thought if they did it right, they were going to be able to show some pretty incredible things to the viewers. And they were going to be able to show just a whole new world, you know, hashtag Aladdin. But they were going to be able to show um, the viewers just, you know, what this world is for everyone, for these insects and whatnot. And so um, I I thought they did a great job with it. And I I really enjoyed those those scenes. And not to throw us off. Okay. Okay, I don't okay. mean to throw you a curveball. Here, okay, okay. But we're talking about when he's small, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So the one thing that I'm I'm still trying to resolve in my head here, right? Mm-hmm. So he gets tossed out of the bathtub. Yes. Right. First first time we see him small, mm-hmm. gets tossed out of the bathtub, and he hits that tile. Yeah. And the tile shatters, uh-huh. yeah. right, because of the impact. Right. Okay. And you get this idea where we're shrinking the space between molecules, uh-huh. right? So technically, the mass is still there. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yet he can run on a gun, stand on your shoulder, etc. Uh-huh. Right. So that was the one thing I didn't. It didn't bother me in the movie. <laughs> right. Like I'm not like. Hmm, I actually. Wait a minute. If I calculate and carry yeah. the three. Yeah. But like, he he keeps his strength. Why doesn't he keep his weight? I I had the same question. Why is he lighter? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because for, and the the thought that I had was so we see him fall on the tile and he breaks the tile and we see him fall in the car and he like dents a metal car, but then there's there's a couple points or at least one that I know of where he jumps on from off of something on Anthony's Anthony's back mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm thinking if he's if he jumped or he fell and broke the tile and he's jumping onto the back of an ant wouldn't the ant be getting hurt again didn't really bother me but right. I was like like they, they more did, of a sidebar after the fact like, right hmm. like because yeah. they, they did such a good job of explaining the science of the whole thing mm-hmm. but I thought it was really cool to see that. Yeah. Jedediah, what were your thoughts, man? Did you did that bother you? Did you catch it? Did you like um, the whole weight thing or I didn't catch it at the time, but now that you're mentioning it mentioning it, um yeah, that that's kinda it's kinda throwing me off now. <laughs> I I will say I thought I think maybe they just they picked and choose when to take that into account. Because I think if I'm not mistaken, there are times where he was like when he jumped on the one agent's like shoulder. And when he jumps on it, for some reason, he, he kind of like brings. I feel like he brings his shoulder down a little bit, yeah. almost like oh, some there's like weight there, yeah, like the, something the, landed on his shoulder. The uh, thought so, that, I don't know. The thought that I had was when uh, when Hope is teaching him how to how to punch, mm-hmm. and she says that if you punch too hard, you'll kill somebody, right. uh, and you punch too soft, and it's just a love tap. Mm-hmm. My thinking then is that he's able to, like in his training, he learns how to kind of direct his weight and when not to yeah maybe and so that's yeah, why I, th- I think maybe they just they just kind of keep weight off the table yeah you yeah. know what i mean yeah because they 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 carry along the idea that strength is maintained 
mm-hmm. but more focused when he shrunk. Right. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. I, it's just one of those, yeah. you know, one Which, of those goofy kind yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a minute. And, yeah, and I think with it being, he's very much a sci-fi character, so yeah. it's very much something yeah. you just kind of have to take with the, take yeah. in stride, maybe. But it was good. I thought I thought those scenes were really incredible. Again, and they it really was a one of the most enjoyable parts of those of the movie mm-hmm. was those Absolutely. scenes when, when he was ant size. Um, talking about Ant Man, let's let's talk a little bit about Paul Rudd. Uh, what do you guys? What did you guys think of his performance? Um, and this might go into some other questions, just naturally maybe. But uh, just as a character, as 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 Scott, as Paul Rudd, who's the actor and you know playing Scott. What did you guys think of him? Did you enjoy him? Did you think he was the right actor for it? Did you, you know, were you a fan? I know you guys aren't Scott Lang fans <laughs> to begin with, but did you, you know, what did you think of him? Well, um, I th- I've read the comic books because I have the first comic book Scott Lang ever appears in. Uh-huh. So, um, he, yeah, um, I think he did, I think he took that character. He probably read that comic book because he takes that character, but... I think I like him now, cause his performance was so good with it. Cause, um, cause I think he took this comic book, and there were a few tweaks in the comic book that ma- didn't really make people like him that much. Yeah. But I think he took those away and put something else in, mm-hmm. um, and made people like like who knew him for a long time actually yeah. start to like him. Mm-hmm. So for people who didn't really like Scott Lang, I think he got them to start to like Scott Lang because mm-hmm. that's what I feel like. As so he kind of it, kind yeah. of bumped Paul Rudd's performance kind of bumped Scott Lang up a little bit in the yeah. Scott Lang versus Hank Pym dynamic. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I think that's really cool. I think, again, you reading a lot of those comics and you being such a fan of Hank Pym, I think it's that's some credibility to Marvel and to those guys. <laughs> yeah. to On their casting. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Good job. Yeah. Uh, Mark, how about you, man? Uh, yeah. I think... Um, it's a little harder for me to say because I honestly, I didn't know much about the Scott Lang character prior to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like more yeah. of an Ant Man fan from the Hank Pym era and, and that sort of thing, and so. Um, uh, but I know the basic storyline and, and some of that kind of thing. So, I thought I thought he did a great job. I think he's one of those guys. He he can play the everyman mm-hmm. very well. He's very <laughs> yeah. relatable in that sense. You know because. Um, even though he obviously got in shape for the film, he's not like a dominating physical presence. Yeah. Um, he's not like, uh, he's not Thor. Yeah. He's not Thor. (laughs) He's not, um, (laughs) he's not Rico Suave. What he's just a, a kind of feels like a normal guy. Yeah. Um, but very likable. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so yeah, I think kind of along the lines of what Jedediah said, I think he, he won me over to the character. Yeah. You know, made me more excited to see what's next for, this character and that sort of thing. I so thought, yeah, I, like that. yeah I, th- I thought that he brought the humor to it. I think, obviously, I think everyone knew that Paul Rudd was going to be in this movie, and so he was going to be the, the comedy guy. He was going to make the jokes and whatnot. And so I thought, yeah, like, um, I kind of went into it expecting that, and I thought he did exactly that. It wasn't over-the-top humor. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a raunchy comedy or anything like that. And like, I think that was why, when he initially got cast, I was kind of nervous. Because I know Paul Rudd from raunchy comedies, mm-hmm. you know, like 40-Year-Old Virgin, things like that. Yeah. That, And I'm not a fan of those kind of movies, so yeah. I was a little, a little nervous, but I don't think that's that was the direction they went at all, yeah. of course. And I thought it fit right in with the, the humor. It may be more elevated than other the rest of the Marvel movies, but I thought it definitely fit right in with the same kind of humor and same kind of sarcastic kind of jokes. Yeah. 
it, right it, along with the rest of the MCU. Yeah, I thought I thought it, I, yeah, again again yeah again I thought that it was funny, but it was a different kind of humor. It wasn't. It, I don't know if it's a Tony Stark humor necessarily, or even a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of humor with Star Lord. Mm. You know, I think those guys are more confident in yeah. in being that. Funny, it's a geeky dominant. humor. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah it is a, it's a little cheesy maybe, you know, a little bit more down to earth, but compared to a Tony Stark or Star-Lord, those guys are... Where they're just kind uh, of arrogant and yeah, they make it known. Yeah, and they're direct with their humor and whatnot. But, yeah. um, so I thought it was, a different, it was a different slice of humor, but it, it still, I thought it was really good. And it made the film... A lot more enjoyable. Well, and even his his buddies, right? Those scenes. <laughs> oh, those guys were so funny. <laughs> right, but then it was like there were layers to it, right? Because you had Rudd's sort of goofy, uh-huh. little dorky humor kind of stuff. Then you yeah. had those guys that were over the top comic yeah. relief. Yeah. But then you know Douglas reacting to those guys, like, oh gosh, you <laughs> yeah. know this well, is never gonna work. Well, he's, he's like, no, not those wombats. So I thought that that was cool too because it gave you different levels to it where mm. all of those characters interacting made for a really cool scene as they're plotting and yeah. and stuff. I'm not gonna lie. So you again going just to, we, we we talked about the highlights and what what we talked what we liked about the movie. Uh, we talked about the Falcon fight scene. For me, a close second was when his when his buddy was explaining the how he heard of the, of the <laughs> yeah, and, yeah yeah and like so my cousin Ernesto he was a, he was a, is no. that because you're Hispanic <laughs> can you relate to that no. and, it has nothing to do because I'm Hispanic or anything like that but it just it just made me laugh a whole lot and by the end of it like at the end where there is the you know where. Stan Lee makes his cameo, you know, and oh, so uh, yeah. again, it's in one of those stories. Yeah, and yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I, I get to hear one of these stories again because I just love. <laughs> I was, I really liked that they ended on that. Yeah, I like. Oh, it was good. So funny. I liked that. Uh, I thought it was funny that he, all these different people were doing his voice. Yeah, yeah. Stanley. Like, and even when Falcons like. He's like, yo, I'm looking for this guy. <laughs> like, which guy? We got a guy yeah. that flies, that crawls walls, yeah. that Which, random sidebar, a yeah. guy who climbs up walls. Andy and I saw the movie together. We both like kind of like jumped and freaked out in our seats because that's obviously Spider-Man that they're talking about. Which, which side note, again, let me just unpack that a little bit more. The, apparently, the story is that the producers and like Kevin Feige and the 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 big important people in Marvel and Marvel Studios, they said that before they had the deal with Sony for Spider-Man. So I don't know... Before they officially knew? I, yeah. So I don't know why it would even be in the movie, but if they didn't have it officially... So happen- they scripted that before. I yeah. I have saying. a theory, Andy. I, th- <laughs> okay. I, I have a theory on why that might be the case. What's the theory, Cody? Let's hear it. Drop some knowledge. You... <laughs> You've seen Amazing Spider-Man too. <laughs> yes, yes. And so by the before by the, while Marvel was working on Ant-Man, Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 had already been out. Yes. I think that Marvel saw kind of how bad Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2 did. And they were like, yeah, Sony's going to need our help. We'll just go ahead and put this in there. <laughs> they were just fully confident in themselves and fully confident in the train wreck that would become or would or was Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Or, uh, I, I mean, that's a bold theory to well, have. They, they also had all the manpower of Disney behind them at that point, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
like, yeah, I want to you're know. uniting forces, one ring to rule them all. You know? <laughs> exactly. so, yeah. But the, so let me ask you this though: on that that little scene, uh-huh. right? Uh, climbs on walls, swings on. But I don't yeah, remember how they I, said I think it. he's. I think swings on. But the first yeah. one was jumps. Yes. So there was. We got a guy who jumps, and then I I could have sworn it was we got a guy who climbs on walls, and we got a guy who swings. Mm-hmm. And so all three Spider-Man, or is the guy who jumps somebody else? I d- Do you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, yeah, I don't know if... I who think else would the guy who jumps be? Uh, maybe That's where I started going. I'm like, I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The only guy that I feel like makes, that jumps a lot is the Hulk. I feel like because when he's the Hulk, he that's how he's so powerful and he, strong. He, he just travels jumps, quickly. He jumps by from, jumping. Yeah, so that's the that's the only guy that comes to mind um, f- of who we've mm-hmm. seen so far, and then who they plan on introducing in other movies. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Cody and I again, we just freaked out when we when they said the yeah. guy who crawls on the walls, <laughs> and I just thought, oh my gosh, they have you know maybe Spider-Man. one of them is Peter Parker. And maybe one of them is Miles Morales. No, that's not it. Don't even, mess with, <laughs> don't even, don't even get my hopes up. All right. Um, so I thought Paul Rudd, back to Wait. Paul Rudd. <laughs> but how would... it, it was it was just yeah. a good movie. Paul Rudd did a, a good job. Let's talk a little bit about the let's talk a little bit about the bad guy. Um, you let's know, we talk, have yeah, let's talk about Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jack jacket or when he's not in the costume or before he got into the costume. Um, Darren Cross. Uh, what did you guys what did you guys think of him? What did you guys like him? Did you um, was there enough backstory? Did you think? Did you even care that he was the antagonist, the villain in the movie? What were your thoughts on him? Just something from the comic books. Yeah. Ant Man's arch nemesis in the comic books was bald, yeah. and he was he. Um, I think. And What's his name again? His name is Egghead. Mm-hmm. Yep. He is bald. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, in the comics, he originally used to work with Hank Pym. Okay. Kind of like, uh, like. His like apprentice assistant? or something. Okay. And um, I might be wrong, but for some, my head just might have been messing with me, but I thought his head kind of looked pointed a oh. bit. <laughs> okay. So you thought there was a little nod into the to, and to the villain? Or yeah. Whatnot? Okay. And um, towards, like, towards the end, I don't know, but he's, like, when Ant-Man was trapped and towards when Scott Lang got shot, he, w- like... I think Hank Pym said something that the Pym particles were kind of messing with his mind. Yeah. And um, I forgot, but, like, something messed with um, Egghead's mind once, I think, in the comic books. Because he was, like, he had been foiled so many times by Ant-Man, it kind of, like, drove him crazy because he'd been in prison several times, and he was just, he was in a rundown, like, safe house for criminals, and he was just babbling and crying um, at the, like, corner table. Yeah. So, so you're saying that maybe they were they used some of the some of the characteristics or you know the traits from kind of borrowed from yeah, yeah. From Egghead a little Egghead bit. And I to, wouldn't and be cross. surprised. And um, one other thing about the Yellow Jacket character, mm-hmm. like not j- not Darren Cross, like Yellow Jacket himself, Hank Pym in the comic books, he has been a lot of different people mm-hmm. over the years. But one of them was Yellow Jacket. Yeah. And I was like, when my dad of like a few months ago last year, he, he came over and said, yeah, they just announced something about the Ant-Man movie. They said that Yellow Jacket's going to be the bad guy. I was like, what? Yeah, it, it didn't It didn't make a whole lot of it sense. It threw you off because he, because Hank Pym, was it Hank Pym that is, mm-hmm. that is yeah. Yellow yeah. Jacket at one point? 
Mm-hmm. But not necessarily. But not necessarily as a villain, if I'm not mistaken. Just as another. He, he so he he um, as Yellow Jacket was a hero at times. I think he was a part yeah. of the Avengers a few times, but he was much more aggressive in yeah. that alter ego. Mm-hmm. And but there were also times where he was really kind of fighting against the Avengers. Okay, if, I'm, if memory serves me correctly, and so he's a weird sort of conflicted character yeah. in that. Like kind of like the anti-hero dynamic? A little bit. A little bit. A little when bit. he's in but the yellow jacket. But even just uh, more aggressive, much more willing to yeah. risk lives and, and that sort of thing. Whereas Cross a line. Hank Pym in the mm-hmm. comics Black is, Spider-Man. is much more, yeah, is much more um, he's almost a pacifist at times. He doesn't really want conflict mm-hmm. and fighting. He really wants that science and peace and all that yeah. kind of stuff. What happened so. was, was like, he, um, what, during the comics before he was Yellow Jacket, so he was Ant-Man and he was Goliath, but he kept his same happy-go-lucky, but he didn't really want any fighting. And Wasp, his sidekick, mm-hmm. had always liked, liked him. Like, she had been, like, tr- trying to flirt with him to get <laughs> him to go out on dates with her. But then when he disappeared, right before he turned into Yellow Jacket, um, he pretty much just started... He, he told he didn't do any of his research anymore, and immediately after he became Yellow Jacket, the first issue he ever well no the second issue they thought he was a bad guy at first he crashed um, um, Wasp Janet Van Dyne's wedding with another guy, and then he married her at that point. But then later, because he got had gotten so aggressive, the pin particles had become a strain on his health. Yeah. Um, he started acting weird, and he divorced her, and a lot of bad things happened to him. They they called that part the fall of Hank Pym. Yeah. And it just a lot of bad things happened to him. So it's interesting that. that in the movie with the villain, that you know, with the particles and whatnot, that there are some potential negative effects and dangers to messing with with that to world of shrinking, science. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is cool that they were able to bring that to the movie. Uh, Mark, what do you think of of the villain, man? Did you did you enjoy his character? You know, did you think he was a good villain or whatnot? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember that actor's name. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? We can pull it up. I yeah, have it but he's, um, he's, he's great at Corey playing... Corey Stoll is his name. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good thing to have as a trait. He's great at playing characters that you kind of don't like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, where you're just like, I don't know why, but I don't like this guy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's a great claim to fame, but, but he's a great actor, too. He's done some cool stuff. And... Um, so in the role, I, there were times where I thought he just seems too um, either aloof or unaware. Mm-hmm. But then later, you, you kind of get this illusion that maybe he's been onto it the whole time. Yeah. But it's never really made clear at what point it is clear to him. And mm-hmm. so, um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, jury's out a little bit on that specific component for me. I thought um, it created good conflict. You know, this, I thought that it was a good story to have him be the apprentice that, yeah. you know, um, was developing this stuff and now was going to use it for for ill, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I thought it worked. I, I don't I don't have a lot of complaints, but I don't know that I was like I think thrilled with him either. I think right from that first the first time you see him, they do a good job. Like right then, they're saying this is the bad guy. Like they <laughs> yeah. they don't really they shy make pretty, around. They, they make, make it, it pretty clear when yeah. he has cross industries or uh, cross technologies <laughs> on the building. On the building. Yeah. Uh, like when he was like introducing our new building, and yeah. I was like. <laughs> yeah, you kind of knew right off the bat that this guy was the villain of the movie, that this he just wasn't yeah. going to be a very like likable character. Just looking at Hank Pym's face, he's like, 
Yeah, because you knew what that meant. Troubled expression. Um, What what I was going to say about the villain and the actor is actually the only thing I've... uh, Right when I saw him and they announced who he was, the only movie that came to mind was uh, the movie called This Is Where I Leave You, which is a... It's like a family drama. Uh, it's a you know it's a movie based about uh, about this family that um, the father dies in the movie, and so like all the the you know the sons and the daughters of the of the family all come together. They come back home for the funeral and all that stuff. And he's in that movie, and that's the only thing that I remember. Like <laughs> that's the only thing I know him really from. And that's the first, that's really the only thing that I every time I I. I saw a trailer for Ant-Man or whatnot. I'm like, yeah, he's a guy in that movie. But this isn't, is where isn't I leave that, you. E- even in that, isn't he like the unlikable older brother? Yeah, he, even, yeah, exactly. And again, maybe that, it was like, okay, maybe they, they did pick the right guy because in that movie, he's the older brother who um, is dealing with his own issues and he's always tough on the whole, you know, on the rest right. of the family and, you know, always tough on the mom and all that stuff and the rest of the siblings. And so, yeah, even in that movie, he's, he's not the most likable, you know, child you know kid in the movie or whatnot but uh, go ahead with the yellow jacket i just want to talk for a moment about how freaking sick that suit was (laughs) like i thought that that i like coming off of avengers age of ultron i think i might have liked that better than the hulkbuster yeah okay okay hold on seriously let's think about this for a second no 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 you're good you're good Cody, think about your words. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I thought it was so, like, it was so cool, cool looking. Yeah. Particularly after he gets electrocuted. Yeah. And in, in the bug zapper. Yeah. And it, like, it's, then it's all burned and charred up at that point. I just thought it looked so, like, so sick. It did look really good. I'm not going to lie. It, I think this way, also, the way they, they shot those, those scenes with the CGI and the animation, like, they did really cool zoom-ins on, on when, you know, he has the, the 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 other arms you know the needles the, the, and la- the, the guns or laser beam yeah all that well those stuff. even were a good balance of they were clearly mechanical yeah and yet and they never moved like tentacles Mm-mm. but like there were moments where like it just felt like those were part of them too <laughs> right right yeah. like yeah. and that yeah. first reveal when he's getting the suit on in the helicopter uh-huh. and it you know the first reveal they shoot it low it's yeah. just this big dominant yeah. like ooh gosh <laughs> yeah. so. It was, yeah, yeah it I was, thought it was pretty awesome too. Suit, I mean, honestly, the suit was yeah. pretty. And pretty when, cool. and also when they're when he's small and he's fighting the ants and they're like the they're just moving around like shooting all the ants as he's fighting uh-huh. as he's fist fighting ants. I thought I thought they, <laughs> like you said, they really looked like they were part of him. And I don't they don't really explain as far as like if he's aiming them at that point or, or how if, they work or if they're just like auto you know rapid fire. Yeah, like, like how does that work? Yeah, does he have like a Tony Stark kind of uh, yeah. interior visor that's right. He's interacting with, or yeah. is it? They, do they interact with his brain like Doc Ock? Yeah, I don't know, but I will say though, back to just the villain himself. I, I knew like it, it was almost like they wanted me just to accept the fact that this is the villain. You know, he has his issues with Hank Pym, and so he's trying to do his thing. And and like it was, it wasn't necessarily forced, but it was almost they just wanted like. There was no going around that. I just had to yeah. accept that. Yeah, I, this is it's obvious this is the bad guy. They throw you the bone of the pin particle effects on his brain. Yeah. Cuz it's a pretty big leap for him to Yeah, maybe he's mad at his mentor, but why is he going to sell this technology to Hydra? Yeah. 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 He's like, <laughs> like he I'm says, mad at you. I'm going to arm the doing terrorists really of the good, world. <laughs> yeah, I'll show says, you. They're doing really good things now. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I don't so know that Hydra, Hydra doesn't do good things. I, I don't know if you've seen Captain I, America, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I thought it was cool that they tied in different movies. Like, they, they tied in the Avengers movies with him fighting Falcon, and they tied in Hydra yeah. with the Captain America movies. And, mm-hmm. and, and, like, even with, and then even with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Hydra, you yep. know, that's a huge yeah. element, too, of the, of the TV show. And um, even, like, the last few parts, like, like after credit scenes, like, those tie in. The last, like... If we're not supposed, to, I don't know if we're not supposed to talk about those yet. That's actually that's actually the next thing that we want to talk. Perfect segue. Oh, segue. Uh, the <laughs> next thing we want to talk it. about. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Heroes, and this is a podcast by Jedediah. <laughs> uh, well, for next thing, so there's. Did you see both? Yes, we did. Sequences. Okay, hold on. I just kind of put it out there that Cody and I are idiots. Yeah, we're <laughs> dumb. We're dumb. I don't <laughs> even know if we should a, be doing this. Here's a, here, maybe Jared and I should take <laughs> over after this. Because here's the deal. Um, we saw it on Thursday night, and then we, we listen, we, we saw the first <laughs> trailer afterwards. Yes. And then we With said, Wasp. Yes. With the Wasp suit. And then we... Uh, we got you up didn't and left. leave, did you? We did. We, we thought, did. What? We, <laughs> we saw it Thursday the night. The was the best one. Thurs- Thursday what? night, we were, see- we were seeing it opening, like the first showing, yeah. one of the first showings. Yeah. And we left because we we're like, all right, that's it. Like, and guys, I, th- I guys, can't I'm remember. I'm disappointed in you. I, yeah, I, I would expect more from you. Dad, I was like, there's more. I, there's yeah. more. We, well, I, I can't remember which one it was, but there was one of them that was like, that either the, the ending one that was like, like, it was there, but it wasn't really anything important. Like, it was just the shawarma scene and the first right. Avengers. Or something. I think it was Guardians. So we were like, Guardians was like. Yeah, it was Howard the, the Duck. Yeah, that was. And we weird. were like, no, nah, we don't really. Like, that's not really Howard important. The duck? But so I then we the saw it again duck. Friday, the next day with some of our friends. Yes. Uh, and, and we stayed for the whole time. Like, Andy. <laughs> because we almost got up again. We almost, we almost got, got up again. again. We I almost pulled, left again. I pulled out my phone. I was like, let me just double check and make a final, like, let me confirm <laughs> this finally. And then there was like, yeah, two, you know, after credit scene. And then immediately I'm like, Cody, there's one more. Like, we missed it. And and so we stuck around for that second Dropped one. The ball. I know. We, we, like, we suck. I, I think a good rule of thumb if you're, if you're viewing a Marvel I know. movie I know. is wait for the guy with the broom. <laughs> Like don't move. Like don't even even when the lights come on. You don't. You, you don't sit leave your seat until and then here he comes. You know, okay, I'm good. I'm He's coming right. with the broom. He's gonna start sweeping. And now I can leave. You know, like that's just so. Yeah, we missed it, but we caught it the second time. So let's talk about those uh, after credit scenes. So let's talk about the first one, the first after credit scene. Um, big reveal for Wasp 2.0. Yeah. Can I just say something? Yeah. Wasp has had like hundreds of different um, costumes over the years because yeah. she's a designer. That's her job. Okay. But it's tying in actually most of my favorite costumes of her. Mm-hmm. It's tying in her original one with blue and red. Mm-hmm. But it also, it's also like, but it was, it, they were originally going to do it black and red, but mm-hmm. then they kind of made it a little blue. It was super dark blue though. Yeah. Little, okay. And, in the comics, you mean? Yeah. But then it got, but, but I think it was cool, like, the flashback scene with Wasp. I think for costume, it was, like, Ant-Man, but a girl with, with wings. wings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it had her own little touches. Like, it wasn't just Ant-Man with a female body, Yeah. Um, but with wings. It was, like, it was different a little. They had different tweaks and touches. It, it it was they were the colors were like silver and bluish is that silver, correct? Blue. It, 
to or me, it was, was a little hard to tell. Yeah. Okay. Because it was almost that grayish, blackish, bluish. You know, uh-huh. it could have gone either way. It's yeah. their version and of what's the color some... of this dress? What's the color of that dress? <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Yeah. So, so it was just maybe hard to tell the, the color. There was a collective groan from everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up that picture. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's a bluish, so, okay, but, but the wasp, you know, the costume came out for it. And I don't know. I, I liked... I like that character. I thought, I thought she... Well, I, I tried to make a prediction. Okay. Because I didn't know what the end credit scenes were going to be, but I knew there were some. Yeah. And so um, I, I was seeing it, uh, and I thought, I bet this is going to be somehow an allusion to Hank Pym going to find his wife. Okay. I thought that was going to be the play, that we're going to get some I thought, wasp, I thought yeah. that but too. it's going to be that way. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I, maybe I get partial credit because it was... You got you know, yeah, wasp, you, you got but it, wasp, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't that version. Yeah. But um, I thought it was, you know, it was very fitting. I thought it was a good kind of twist. And I thought, too, when you look ahead towards, um, like, Civil War, one of the criticisms or, or things that I've heard is how can you do a Civil War because you only have whatever X number of heroes. Yeah. That doesn't really like constitute Like you don't have enough. War. Right. It's you don't like, have enough to produce the yeah. level of conflict. It's the debate team. You know what I think exactly, they might do? Exactly, right? <laughs> you know what I so, think they might do? I think they might. Like, for Civil War, they just might bring in a bunch of heroes that they haven't made movies of. Because nobody's got that much money. I mean, to make all those hero movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously. Maybe. Maybe. So, to me, it was like, well, here's here's a here's a real quick... I mean, not that this is why they did it. Yeah. But like, here's a quick way to get another one yeah. that seems valid. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, she's established. We know well, she, she could have done the job the if she had and to. Everything. Yeah. So, I, I thought it was good. Good. I, yeah, I really liked it a lot. I thought it was. I I enjoyed it. it made sense, and I was I was excited because I I really did like her character, um, and I thought the way they handled her character was they did it in a really, uh, a really good way. And so I was. Yeah. It makes me excited for you, her. You almost got a full origin story movie. Yeah. For a brand new character. Yeah. With a, whatever yeah. it was thirty second. And I think I think with Ant Man with this movie as a whole, you get that, like because this isn't even like I was talking to Andy about it earlier. This isn't even really a origin movie for Scott Lang. It's an origin movie for just Ant-Man, period. And so you're seeing the first we're seeing for the first time Hank Pym and they're explaining us him and his, you know, the history the, behind the science. him, the his science behind what he's done, what he's been able to do. We're also meeting Hope and mm-hmm. Scott Lang mm-hmm. and all those all these characters for the first time yep. that are kind of affected by the Ant-Man as a as an entity yeah. or as a as a hero mm-hmm. so not even touching on who's inside it yeah it was it was i enjoyed the app that that credit a lot but then obviously the big one is that cody and i saw thankfully we we, we, we saw it the second time <laughs> but wrong, you didn't but then we, this uh, podcast the, would be sad <laughs> <laughs> we uh we saw the big one with uh bucky and yep. with falcon and, and captain america um then and they say some they they it's very unclear. It, also, with there's levels of clarity with the with that sure. credit with that scene, but there's also a lot of mystery still in that yeah. in that credit. We, right. we see that they have Bucky, yeah, which they've been looking for Bucky since the end of Civil or the end of Winter Soldier, yeah. But from that, and maybe I really wish we had seen it twice because then we would have been able to like pay pay better attention to the dialogue. But it seems like, and I I actually read that. This scene was filmed for Civil War because they they started filming Civil War a couple months ago at this yeah. point, and they filmed this scene for Civil War, and then they thought, "Oh, let's go ahead and just set the tone." Because the next thing you know is the next movie is Civil War. Yeah. What do you guys think of the of the scene? Um, 
well, my dad and I talked about it, and we kind of ruled out some things. So, Falcon show. I I think like if I had to narrate it, so Falcon showing Captain America the um, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't seen Age of Ultron, but I've heard that they've like put laws into place that not everybody agrees with. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of saying he's like, well, what if we call Tony to like. He could probably get him out of there, but the but the laws won't let them do that because they're like separate sides. Yeah, I think with Age of Ultron was definitely yeah. um, the the ver- the starting blocks uh, of setting. There's some setup again. Yeah. Listen to our those yeah those episodes, those those laws aren't at the end of Age of Ultron. Those laws aren't being aren't set up or aren't in place yet. Mm-hmm. But it definitely paints a good picture of why those are going to need to be a thing. Right. And I think Age of Ultron does a good job with already showing some disunity and, dis- and distrust between the team, which will obviously yeah, go it, into it, it the next introduces movie. a viable need for accountability mm-hmm. in that com- in the in yeah. the superpower community, right? Like yeah. to see that kind of stuff. And so, I think you get to this post credit scene. You've got a few things. One is, did have they found? Um, Bucky, or have they captured Bucky? Right, like <laughs> right. which one is it? Yeah, like did that's, they that's put his hand in the dynamic. thing, yeah. or did he get it in? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and what is it even in? Yeah, and, yeah. Because it looks like something in a in a mechanical, yeah, like, like a yeah. car shop. A, yeah, 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 like a, some sort of press or something. Right, it's weird. Friendly. Yes. <laughs> so then, then it's you know, are we looking for Tony because we need him to get him out and fix him mm-hmm. so he can go with us, or is it more of a this dude's still messed up from yeah. everything that he happened to him, and we need that straightened out. Or you know, yeah. So there's a couple. I think that Tony. They say that Falcon mentions that they could call Tony, and Cap says that he's busy with the Accords. Yeah. Which Andy and I think is the the maybe some of the laws, laws the and regulations, yeah. the registration mm-hmm. act yeah. from from that's the Civil how War I heard it. That's yeah. what I thought too. Uh, but he also says that he doesn't. They don't know if Cap or if Tony would believe them. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that's saying they don't even know. Like maybe Tony doesn't know about Bucky yet, which is I think it's possible because in Age of Ultron, every time that we or when Bucky's mentioned, it's just Cap and Falcon interact- yeah. interacting. Mm-hmm. They don't mention it to the other Avengers or anything. Yeah. Uh, but the other the thought that we that I've had is I know there's a point where in a Daredevil comic, where Ant or where Ant Man goes inside Daredevil's head mm-hmm. to kind of. Fix some fix some stuff that's going wrong in his brain, mm-hmm. and so my like our kind of prediction is that when Falcon says I know another guy, he's looking he's going to go to Ant Man and ask Ant Man to go inside Bucky's head and kind of re rewire tweak some things to bring his memory back. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and that's a lot of fun stuff that you can do obviously with Ant Man, but if, yeah, that's that was my one thought is okay they're going to need they're clearly they're clearly saying hey. Let's keep this away from Tony Stark, and let's let's just um, let's go to this other guy that I know. Let's go Ant Man, and and then you know what does he do? Well, he shrinks, and we kind of saw already that he can mess with like Falcon's wings and mm-hmm. his pack and whatnot. And so you know, I, I, I don't his know, doctor I was, in the suit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. he can He's, somehow yeah. control that regulator a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, yeah. and th- that was a cool thing too. Just an aside here that I did appreciate that they gave. Um, Scott Lang, a depth to his character because he really is 
hyper intelligent and crafty, like even yeah. the break into the safe and just little things like that along yeah. the way that give a, a depth to his character that he's not just a thief and a funny guy. He's actually really smart too. Yeah. yeah. And so like I, I hadn't thought about the shrinking solution mm-hmm. so much as um, I don't remember all the things that he fixed in the movie, but he's he's like I've got a master's in. And electrical, right? engineering. electrical engineering, yeah. or something. so maybe I took fixed, it more maybe as they're working on his to arm. fix yeah. his arm. Mm-hmm. But regardless, I'm I feel it's pretty confident that he's alluding to Ant Man because then you've got that following Ant Man um, will return. Ant Man yeah. will return. Right? I, I think, so. and they haven't announced it, but I think for sure that we will see another an Ant Man two before Infinity War comes out before before with the next Avengers movie, just because like they didn't have a Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy two announced when they released guardians but now or it's in the books even, because of the success of that yeah. movie yeah maybe even as a major player yeah. in some of the others yeah I, um um from what i've from what i've seen i've made a few things that i think would happen i think hank pym's going to keep helping um keep help, helping ant-man do his stuff he yeah. might even help like and i think um they they want him to join the avengers mm-hmm. cuz when like they're the guys talk like when the guy is talking to Scott Lang. He's like, um, when Falcon's talking to that girl, he's like, he's saying, "We need to find. I want to find a guy." Yeah. And I think he's talking about that for him to join the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like he's angry. Yeah. At yeah. Scott. Uh, yeah. He's just. He's interested. Interested to finding him and you know, bolster the ranks. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. And um, I think he's for Civil War. I really hope this is true. I think Hank Pym and Scott Lang and hopefully Wasp will be on Captain America's side mm-hmm. because, like, even even That'd be in a double a, win in the flood yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to see how they how that splits. Yeah. La- last question. So last question for you guys. I, I, since you guys love Ant Man so much, do we see him um, get any bigger? Do we, your well, thoughts? You, you, yeah, you I have would say. Two things that I want to see. Okay. Right? They've, are, they've got the enlarging discs. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. we saw that happen, and we saw an ant live through it. Yes. Right? So yeah. it works for living things. So <laughs> it only stands to reason that Giant in man. future iterations, mm-hmm. he, he's only a more valuable character if you add things like shrinking and growing. Right? Yeah, so right. I would think somewhere along the way that comes into play. But the second is I want to see some yellow jacket type suit version for Ant-Man. Okay. Right? Because he's using the dated one. That with Hank no, wore no back weapons in, or anything. Right, back mm-hmm. in whenever it was. And at least an update, whether it's an addition of weapons or not. But you know what I mean? Because like, it does have... Just a kind of, it, it has a retro classic. Yeah, which it totally works for the movie, right? Yeah. The, why, what, what else would it be? Yeah. But now that, you know, mm-hmm. he's moving forward, they're kind of this their own little team, whatever, mm-hmm. I think that'd be a great thing to see in the future. Yeah. Yeah, things I want to see in Civil War, I, I would like... Ant Man join the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I definitely want there to be Giant Man in the future, and I really hope that he's on Captain America's side. Because after <laughs> hearing all about Civil War, I haven't read the comic books yet, mm-hmm. but I just agree with Captain America. <laughs> he's a good guy. Yeah, you can trust him. You can trust. He's him. like the good guy. Yeah, exactly. yeah, but Tony Stark 
like, uh, I don't trust him. That's as my much. guy, Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> He's sorry. baiting you in, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do not like Tony Stark. Heroes and Civil War. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you hear, listen, Marvel, uh, there's a lot of the Jedi. He's watching. He wants you guys to do Civil War right. Make sure you don't mess up Ant-Man, all right? Or he's coming right. after you guys. Yeah, <laughs> all right, so, I will. <laughs> so that's going to be it. Unfortunately, we're just about out of time, as much as I have enjoyed talking about <laughs> Ant-Man uh, and how he's going to be wrong if he joins Captain America. Uh, but uh, <laughs> So that's our episode on Heroes and Ant-Man. I want to say again thank you to Mark and Jedediah for joining us. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Thank you for being here. Our pleasure. Yes. I want to come on again. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm right. sure I'm sure it'll happen. Uh, so don't don't forget we have Heroes and or Secret Wars is happening in the Marvel Comics universe. Secret Wars number 5 comes out on August 12th. Uh, so make sure you pick that out or pick that up at your local comic book store. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at heroes underscore and uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash heroesand. Or if you're old school, you can email us at <laughs> heroesandpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and as always, subscribe, rate, review our episodes. Anything that you can do uh, to support us would be great. I'm Cody. I'm Mark. And I'm Andy. I'm Jedediah. And, and we're, we're out. out.